Hey there, and welcome to our podcast, and thanks for joining us for this episode. Now, before we begin, we want to remind you to please take a moment to subscribe on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or wherever you listen to podcasts. And if you enjoy this content, please don't hesitate to leave us a five-star review and share this podcast with your friends. We'd like to extend an invitation to you and your family to join us for worship this week at our church. Thanks again for joining us, and now, enjoy the episode. Tonight's God's Word is, um, and really, I'm just going to, really just this, this text, I couldn't shake my mind from it this week for Sunday night, and it really just fits in with our morning thought, so I'm just, con- just going to continue our morning thought to our evening today about following Jesus, and, um, and so... Uh, we're going to be in the gospel um, according to Luke, as we were this morning, but in a different chapter, be in chapter 17, verse 11. Uh, wonderful, wonderful account of the interaction with Jesus. I love reading about the interaction with Jesus. Um, it it's changes people's eternity, changes people's life. All together, and um, so thankful for the change he brings to us. And so tonight, verse eleven. This is dealing with uh, there were ten lepers that were healed. You're going to find not all ten grasped the person of Jesus. So tonight, the the thought I, don't, I can't remember exactly. Yeah, that's what I thought it was. <laughs> Sometimes I forget my own title. Uh, but are you thankful for Jesus? Um, dealing with Thanksgiving, being thankful for Him, and I'll I'll give a little bit of more a little bit more introduction after we read, but this part of, of this uh, text has really just hung with me this week, and I pray it's a blessing to you. All right, so uh, let's read and then we'll pray and dive in. Verse eleven says, and it came to pass as he went to Jerusalem. Of course, talking about Jesus that he passed through the midst of Samaria and Galilee. And as he entered into a certain village, there met him ten men who were lepers, which stood afar off. And they lifted up their voices and said, Jesus, Master, have mercy on us. And when he saw them, he said unto them, Go show yourselves unto the priest. And it came to pass that as they went, they were cleansed. And one of them, when he saw that he was healed, turned back. And with a loud voice, glorified God. And fell down on his face at his feet, giving him thanks. And he was a Samaritan. And Jesus answering said, Were there not ten cleansed? But where are the nine? They are not found that return to give glory to God, save this stranger. And he said unto him, Arise, go thy way, thy faith hath made thee whole. Father, we thank you, Lord, for your word tonight. Um, Father, I'm not here to gain applause of men or recognition. Um, Father, I'm not here to make my name famous. Father, I'm I'm here just to make your name known and to represent you, um, genuinely representing you. I want to represent you well. I want people to 
know the, the, the real you from your word. And so I pray nothing that I say or do takes away from who you are tonight. Father God, I'm, I, I pray for us all. I start with me. Mother, I pray you help me be thankful for you. I know saying that seems easy. But Lord, when circumstances show up and the strength of those show up and things get, times get hard and challenges we face and dire needs arise. And Father, sometimes I'm even guilty of not being thankful just for you, who you are. Father, help us all to be thankful for you tonight. And, uh, Father, I ask for your help, I ask for your guidance, as I'm always in desperate need of that. And, Father, I pray all this in the name of my Savior, Jesus Christ, and all of God's people said, Amen. Um, one of the most heartbreaking things that I read about, now I know it had to be heartbreaking for Christ, more so for me being heartbroken for what happened throughout Jesus' ministry. Um, but it's when he would do a miracle and he would do a work, a lot of people loved him. A lot of people would flock to him. And they would continue following many times just to see another miracle. But are, are, are we to follow Christ just because of what he does? Are we just to be thankful for Christ just because of what he does. We should be thankful for what he does. We should be thankful for what he has done, what he is doing, what he's going to do. But I want our thanksgiving to plunge deeper than that. I want us to be thankful for him. And him alone. I, 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 for me, I, I desire and I pray God help my thanksgiving to rise above a circumstance. To rise above the provision. You know, rise above you know, what God has done for me. I just want to be thankful no matter what happens in my life. I want to just be thankful for Him. That the circumstance doesn't play a role in my thanksgiving. I'm just thankful for Him. And, and, and you know, He asked his, the, his inner circle in John 6, 67, will you also go away? Because all I'm doing now is teaching you about me. I'm not doing a miracle right now. I'm just letting you know who I am. Will you also go away? And there's always some that, that go away. You know, the talk about Jesus, the, the, the song about Jesus, the, the sermon about Jesus just isn't enough sometimes. I, you know, I need more to keep me thankful for Jesus. Because really thanksgiving is an action. It's not really just a word. We say thank you, Lord, but thanksgiving is, really comes from a love for Christ. And love is an action. So if you love me, keep my commandments. And so, you know, following Christ really is showing that you're thankful and you love him. I think Simon Peter said it well. Where will we go? To whom shall we go? You are the Messiah, Jesus the Christ. You know, Christ isn't his last name. Sometimes we think of that, Jesus Christ. But Christ is a title. Jesus the Christ. He is the Messiah. And tonight I want us, I pray that we would all leave here tonight saying, Lord, help me always just be thankful for your person. Regardless of what happens to me in my life, what you allow to happen, I'm thankful for you. All right? 
and we're going to see that played out. You're going to find out that this type of Thanksgiving is not oftentimes a majority. Many times it's in the minority. When you look at the grand scheme of the world, or the grand picture of the world, but what it means to be genuinely thankful, I think we'll see that tonight. So, looking first of all at this, this thought, in verse 11 and verse 12, I want you to see the fact that Jesus Christ is available. Aren't you thankful for that? His person. He's, he, he is available. It says, And it came to pass as he went to Jerusalem that he passed through the midst of Samaria and Galilee. And, 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 and notice this. It says, And he entered into a certain village. And there you'll find he meets this group of lepers. Now, when I look at the fact that Jesus is the available Savior, I, I, notice, I notice something here about the, this wording of Jesus' journey is, is that he stopped at a certain village. Everything that Jesus does and everywhere Jesus goes is with intention. Some people do things just by accident. Some people are just, just happenstance. I just happened upon this. That's not Jesus. Jesus is intentional wherever he goes. Amen. Him working in your life, he's intentionally doing that uh, with great purpose. And so he intentionally came to this certain village. And I remember, and, and, and Brother Lance mentioned this too in, this, in a revival meeting, that he must needs go through Samaria. And I always get hung up on that. I do. Because, you know, looking at my own life, he did not have to come my way. He didn't owe me anything, but he came my way. He didn't owe these lepers anything, but he came their way. And I'm just, that's the person of Jesus. He's intentionally coming the way of sinners. He's going to them. And he's drawing them. That's the work of Jesus. And, and what's amazing, too, he's coming to a place where he faced some of his first rejections. Galilee, right? You can go back to his early ministry. You can go to John 7, verses 41 through verse 42. And, and, and you'll find that there was some that, you know... He, uh, he was rejected, but Jesus is always available, dear friend. Those who are in need, dear friend, He is here. He, he is there, and He's always there. And I just, that may be a simple thought, but my goodness, it's a powerful one. It's something to rejoice about. It's something to be thankful for Jesus. It doesn't matter where it is. Um, Jesus, Jesus is available um, and I'll, let me just remind each and every one of you here tonight, your life you may be thinking is well right now, right? You're like, this is, this is a, I'm in a good place. But I don't care how good of a place your life may be, you still need His availability. You still need Jesus. And He is there for you. Um, and we should be thankful for Him in that sense. Um, he says, a certain village. Dear friend, and when, I, when I look out here, I see people. You're going to find here Jesus, he saw people. He come to this place and he saw um, these, these lepers, all right? He, he saw these lepers. 
and he saw people, you know, and, and, and getting into the, the, these, these particular this people that go through this disease. Oh, it's dreadful. It's horrid. But I, what I want you to see here is this, is that people are Jesus' priority. Not because we, de- we deserve that kind of status from him, but he made us his priority. He came to the cross. He resurrected. He lives today and coming back for us. I don't know why, but he, know he loves me. Amen, and he loves you. So if people are the priority of Jesus, then the priority of people should be Jesus. Especially those that are born again, amen, that have been touched by his grace. But I look at these these people, and and I'll tell you, I see such a beautiful person in Jesus. Now, it says they were lepers. There were ten And they approached Jesus, and so there they met him. Now, let me just give you a quick rundown of what this leprosy is all about. Now, has anybody ever seen a leper? Anybody ever seen leprosy? Seen leprosy before? Not many of us have. Maybe you've seen pictures of it before. But let me just give you a rundown. These words may fall short, uh, but I want to try to paint a word picture for you. Um, Leprosy mentioned, as we find here, it attacks the skin the nerves around it, especially near the joints of the wrist, elbows, knees. It causes disfiguring of the face and body. Um, it's, it is not the, uh, really the, uh, it's the rotting away, not really the rotting away, rotting away of the flesh, but the loss of feeling that keeps lepers uh, uh, to wear away the flesh. So they can't feel anything. So if they're, if they're cut or if there's infection or if there's, you know, pain, they can't feel it. So you can imagine not addressing those problems going on with their skin, how bad they could get over time. Um, and so you find, unknowingly, infection sets in. This disease isolated the leper from his family, society, and many taught this was divine judgment on that person. So you can imagine their place in society was outcast. They were, not, they, were, they were cast out. All right? And so people did not give attention to them. They did not want them around them. They were, not, they were people that were not wanted. I want you to, in all of this, see Jesus. All right? They were not wanted. And if they saw them, they would run from them. So they were rejected. They had, they had no, you know, no friends, really, unless, unless enough, there was... Other lepers with them. They could empathize. But that was it. That was it. It was really a sad um, uh, reality for them. And so when we look at leprosy, you'll also find this really brings this scripture to light here that the biblical reference is to unclean and filthy rags. In Isaiah 64 and verse 6, you find lepers would wrap all these wounds with rags, which would then would become filthy and, and nasty. And as it becomes, when it comes to talking about our, our own righteousness without Jesus, is equivalent to the filthy rags of a leper. They're nasty, full of infection, disease. It's just, they're nasty. And so it really just helps us understand what our righteousness looks like. There's nothing good about it in and of itself. But folks, when we see this as well, I, I think about our own selves. You go back to this thought of our righteousness is filthy rags. Dear friends, we were a people, 
When we were lost and undone, we were, we were separate from God. We were outcasts. We were rebels. We were enemies of God. We were not close to God. But again, I'm thankful that Jesus takes notice to those who are diseased by sin. And that's all of humanity. We, we, we are, uh, uh, we, we, our, our sin nature, we are guilty. And I'm thankful that Jesus takes notice of sinners. When I go and I evangelize or I knock on a door and I realize there's a lost person, I know the Savior that I'm going to tell them about takes notice of them. I'm not coming and presenting a distant Savior that's like, no, they're just too far into sin. I'm going to stay away from them. No, Jesus draws the filthiest of sinners to himself. He meets them. He meets them where they are. That's what Jesus has to do. We can't make any closer step to them. He has to meet us where we are, and he does. Oh, how we should be thankful for the person of Jesus. Leprosy is so illustrative of our sinfulness. They could not approach him um, the law would require them that if if they did if they if leprosy was 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 clear they would go to the priest they would uh, they would validate that that they they that they were healed. You know John W. Shepherd said this: miserable, afflicted they were. Uh, this this disease, which was itself a living death, they spent their days in hopelessness, hopelessness, waiting for the end. But I love what he says. But where Jesus goes, humanity cannot be hopeless. Even the even the the lepers here were not hopeless because Jesus was available. Amen. Let me remind you here tonight, saint or sinner, hopelessness does not exist when Jesus is available. Amen. What a joy it is to know that hope is alive because Jesus is alive. And so he approaches. So notice what he says, and I I love this. Um, So secondly, I want you to see that obedience is rewarded here, and Jesus gives them instruction. So they lift up their voices, said, Jesus, Master, have mercy on us. And verse 14, and when he saw them, and that goes back to what I was just saying, when he saw them. Here, people... Didn't want to pay attention to them. But Jesus saw their need. He heard their voice. And I just, I, I, I get hung up there and, and that he saw me and he heard me. He sees you and will hear you. That's Jesus. And oh, how we should be thankful for his person. So ten lepers cried out, Master, have mercy on us. Jesus hears the cry. Of the most defiled person in the culture. Jesus knew their need. To the, to the everyday person of the culture, there, you know, the people that day were, were familiarized with their, their, their crying and their, their groaning and, that, and, and, and their need. You ever hear a noise so long it just sort of blends in with the background? Just, oh, I forgot it was even there. You ever said that? Just, you've seen it so much, you heard it so much. That's who these lepers were to the culture. They just seen them so much, heard them so much, they just sort of, you know, they're just, oh yeah, I forgot they were there. That's not Jesus. Jesus saw them. He heard them. He noticed them. When they cried, he took notice. That's our Savior. And I want you to see that he did not just see the external. Listen, Jesus does not just see the external. He sees the internal. They had a big problem, and it was leprosy. I can't even fathom the pain. 
But it would be no, no equivalent of pain to an eternity in hell. And so Jesus saw the external. And he's going to deal with the external, but also give them the opportunity to come to him for the internal. Now, as always, sadly, there'll be some that won't, but there'll be some that will. And, and you're going to see even that painted here with these ten. All right? And so Jesus provided for their need. And notice this. I, I, I have to say, I have to give credit to all ten to a point. Now, notice what I'm talking about here. Go, go back to our text. All right? He said, what I want you to do, he said, I, they said, hey, heal us. We need healing. Please, Master, Jesus, heal us. And here's what he does. Go show yourself to the priest. And it came to pass that what? As they went, what happened? They were cleansed. As they went, they were cleansed. Um, there was no, you know, big display of, you know, laying on his hands on them or anything like that. He simply said, I'm going to give you instruction. I'm going to tell you what you need to do. In other words, I'm going to tell you where, who you need to place your faith in for this to happen. And he says, I want you to go and show yourself. The only reason you would go to show yourself to the priest is that you're already cleansed. So I have to give these, all these ten lepers a, a little bit of credit. They all went. Okay? But they all went with their faith placed in the fact that they're going to be healed physically. And they put their faith in, in Christ, but it was, it was just to the point of physical healing. That's as bad as far as it went. But Jesus, he, Jesus honored their obedience, and they went, and on their way, they were healed. They were healed. Um, when I was thinking about that and thinking about the believer's life, you know, how many times do we worry so much about, I need this, or I need that, I need God to change this, this, that, and the other, and we... Or, or we think about, I need to add this to my life. And, and I go back to the scripture that tells me, hey, seek ye first the kingdom of God and his righteousness. And then all these things shall be added to you. And that, that, that scripture came to my mind as I read these. He said, just go your way, right? And as you go in obedience to me, this healing will happen. This, this, I, I, I'll heal your body. As you go. And I, that scripture came to my mind as a believer. You know, God's going to take care of me. Amen? And I just need to go as he's given me direction. Seek the kingdom of God. Seek his righteousness. And he's going to take care of these things as you go. Right? And I just come to my mind. Let me encourage you, Christian. Keep going on for Christ. God doesn't lose sight of what you need. You know, give it to you as you need it. And as it works best for his glory and his purposes too. And so they went, and, and you see here, Jesus healed them because their faith was in, in him to that point. But then we come on here, lastly, we see this, um, we see the miracle of Christ, and he healed them, and um, they went to the priest, all right, and you'll find in Leviticus 14, this shall be the law of the leper in that day of his cleansing. He shall be brought into the priest. So they went, they were, they were declared clean, and now they've got a decision. Jesus did a wonderful thing for them, physically. 
He showed them his compassion. When the world says we don't want you, Jesus says, I love you. And he did something wonderfully for them physically, but, but in effort so they may see what, how much more he could do for them spiritually. And that's, that's Jesus. Jesus did that all through his ministry. Can I tell you something? Jesus even does that today. You know how many times as a lost, as a lost person, he fed me, he clothed me, he gave me a caring family, he gave me a, a good home, he, you know, he gave me a good education, he gave me a good church home. He, hey, I, he was allowing a lost sinner to receive blessings. But why would he do such a thing? Because he wants to give me life. He wants me to see him. That's the whole point of Jesus' ministry. He said, if I be lifted up, I want the world to see me and who I really am. Not just what I provided, you know, in, in, in the material part or the, or the healing part. But he's the savior of the soul. That's the part of us that goes to be with him for eternity. And the sad thing about this is you're going to find nine of them missed the mark. You go in and read and you'll see this. <clears throat> and one of them, <clears throat> when he saw that he was healed, what did he do? He turned back. <clears throat> and with a loud voice glorified who? God. And fell down on his face at his feet, giving him what? Thanks. And where was he from? Samaria. I wonder, thinking about this, they all went together, right? They all went together to the priest. I can just see them sort of there one by one. They're in line. They're, I don't know how they actually they did it, but that's just what I'm thinking. <clears throat> Each one of them saw the declaration. You're healed. You go back into society. What a pleasure. You know, what, what, what an amazing blessing. And you find nine of them... We go in the opposite direction of where Christ was. But I just wonder if they saw the Samaritan go back. I would like to think they did. I wonder what they thought. He was a Samaritan. Doesn't say really what they were. I think that they were probably def definitely probably not Samaritans. I mean, they were Jewish people. We'll say they were. They were Jews. He was a Samaritan, though. If that be the case, can you imagine them thinking, well, he needs to go back. He's a dog. He's a half-breed. He's a Samaritan. But we're, we're from Abraham. We're from, can you imagine that kind of thought? Just entertain that thought for a second. Let me tell you something. I don't care where you're from. I don't care who you are. You need to always go to Jesus. You always need to go to Jesus. I don't care if you're Jew. I don't care who you are. Samaritan, I don't care what your past is, what your pedigree is, what your 401k is, what your retirement is, what your job looks like, what you drive and what you wear, you need to go to Jesus. This Samaritan, I think he ran to him. I don't think he walked, I think he ran. And he knew where he was. And here's an awesome thing. Jesus was still there. Jesus was there waiting. For, this for, for all ten of them to say, you know what? This person is more than just a physical healer. He's the Christ. He's the Messiah. 
See, folks, there, there, is, there is where conversion takes place. It is truly believing totally, mind, soul, all of you in Jesus and who he is. Not just for what he does, but for who he is. And this individual went back. The nine, uh, they left with the lesser blessing and the one will live with the eternal blessing. Now, maybe the other nine, you know, Maybe went to Christ later. I don't know. I pray they did. The text doesn't tell us that. But the text does say one went back to Jesus. And look at what he did. He, he humbled himself before Christ and was loudly thankful. You see, our thanksgiving should be loud about the person of Jesus. And really, thanksgiving is in our actions. What do you see about him? He did not just speak thanksgiving, but he spoke how thankful he was with the whole, his whole self. He flung himself down to Jesus. Folks, our lives, we will fling our lives to this and that and our resources to that and this. When's the last time you flung yourself fully to Jesus? As his child. Fully surrendered. You'll be spent for this program and what you like to do here, your kids do that. You'll just be totally spent flinging yourself to all these things. And Jesus saying, well, who am I? Who am I? The one who saved you and keeps you and coming back for you. What a savior we say that we have. We'll say, I love, you know, I love Jesus, you know, but do we really? I'm thankful. We sung, thank you, Lord. Are we thankful? Our thanksgiving is seen by the direction going back to Jesus, going to Jesus. That's how we say, Jesus, I'm thankful for you. He turned, you'll find that when the nine turned their back on Jesus. The one turned back to Jesus. There is a difference. I will tell you, um, it is far better to turn your back on the world and turn to Jesus. Instead of the other way. Folks, can, let me tell you something. You that are regular churchgoers, this, 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 this is going to push a, push a button, maybe. Just coming and sitting in your pew... And, and, and not at all letting your heart being engaged in the worship. That's not saying I'm thankful. That's not worshiping Jesus. This guy loudly lifted up his voice and flung himself to Jesus and gave thankfulness to him. But many of us say we're thankful and we'll come and sit on a pew and be just half awake and half attentive. Are we thankful? For his person. If he never did anything else for you, if he never healed you of anything or, or provided any, another dollar or another piece of bread or anything else, would you still be thankful? I pray so, because he's worthy. Can I tell you this? He's going to provide. That's what I just described. It's not the Jesus he's going to be. He's going to provide. I've never seen the rise of Satan or a seed begging bread. He's going to provide for you. You are his child. He knows your needs even before you know them. Psalm 103, 2 and 3 says, Bless the Lord, O my soul, forget not all his benefits, who forgiveth all thy iniquities, who healeth all thy diseases. And notice what he told this one. What did he tell this one? He said, Thy faith hath made thee whole. Thy faith. Can I tell you something? You've always had faith to give to Christ. You've always had it. 
How do you know that? Because you put your faith in so many things in this life already. Thy faith hath made thee whole. Say, well, now does the, all the credit go to this former leper because it's his faith? No, because the faith is only as good as the object of his faith. So guess what? God still gets the glory. He put his faith, his faith in Jesus. But the only reason his faith was worth anything is because it was placed in Jesus. He got a return that the other nine did not receive. I think this man went away, not just healed physically, but I believe this man, this man went away justified. I really do. He saw who Jesus was. John W. Shepherd said this, Nine received benefits through, G- through Christ. One received Christ through his benefits. The nine Jews received physical cure. The one Samaritan uh, received cure of the body and salvation for the soul. Let me leave you with a question. Are you thankful for Jesus? Are you? Will you ponder that? Don't just, don't just speak it. Are you? Does your life reflect your life in response to Christ? Are you thankful? As we stand to our feet, every head bowed and every eye closed for just a moment. Ever so quietly, we ask Mr. R and Brother Eddie to come. <clears throat> I want to give a, just a time of invitation, time of decision.